Hello everyone, welcome to today's session. My name is Caroline Karoki and I'm currently the Acting Head of People and Culture at ALN Kenya. In my role, I drive the people agenda in our offices in Nairobi, Mombasa, Tanzania and Dubai. Today I'll be talking about mental health at the workplace. Welcome. The last stressor at the workplace that I'll talk about is the work schedule. And I have found, especially with COVID and remote working, sometimes there's no work schedule. You wake up, spend your whole day working, you sleep late into the night just working, especially because you don't have to commute. And sometimes this causes us stress. What should we do about this? We need to define our work schedule, regardless of where we are working from, and this needs to be done within reason. There will be times when you'll be called upon to put in extra hours in the night, over the weekends. It is part of what we do every day, but it should not be the case 365 days a year. You need to define and you need to look at the reason why that work schedule is the way it is. Sometimes it's the role. And sometimes some roles don't allow too much flexibility. For example, and I've seen this, some roles require some of us to be in the office a lot more than others. And what that means is, you know, when everyone else is having the flexibility to work remotely, then we have to come to the office. You must appreciate the, your role and what is required in that role. And you must also appreciate the season in life you are in. It does happen that in some seasons, for example, uh, you, you're going to class, you're taking some courses, you have just got a baby, you're recently married or you're going through something and you need some level of flexibility, you must communicate because if you do not communicate, then people will not um, appreciate that you need some consideration. And when you're given that consideration, again, it should not be a trend. Make sure that when you're requesting for that consideration, is because you actually need it. And if you're working remotely, set that schedule. In seasons when you're required to put in extra, make sure that you find time either through leave or through requesting for some flexibility when the season is less busy to invest in the, t in the things you should have been doing when you are working and you should have been living at that point. I know there's discussions on work-life balance and you know whether that actually exists, but the reality is we cannot work throughout and we need time to focus on the other things that are important to us. So when you're dealing with the workplace stressors, in summary, number one, you must identify the workplace stressor. You must try to break down the reason for that workplace stressor. Some of the stressors you might be able to break down on your own but others you need support of your colleagues, of your seniors, of your mentors. You need them to help you unravel the stress at the workplace. For example, if, say, it's an issue of, of bullying, you're feeling bullied at the workplace and the person who is doing this is someone who is more senior to you, then sometimes you may be able to approach them, but sometimes, and in many instances, you're not able to. Is there a procedure? Can I reach out to the people and culture department? Can I reach out to my uh, small group leader? But even before that, in that instance when I'm being bullied, what am I doing? Because you must let the bully know that you know what they are doing and what they are trying to do to you and ask them to stop. And then thereafter, 
make sure that somebody else at the workplace knows what you're going through and that you have a discussion with someone you trust. So number one, you must be able to identify your stressor and break it down and the reasons for the stressor. You must be able to determine very early on whether this is a stressor that is within or out of your control. Remember our discussion on the unrelenting workload. Remember our discussion on the relationships in the workplace. Is it something that I can control or not? If it's within your control, what are the tangible actions that you're going to take? If it's an issue of workload and you've determined that it's an issue of organization or it's an issue of resourcing, what am I going to do? Who am I going to speak to? How will I ensure that at the end of crushing all these hours that I am, you know, I get some time to cool off? You must be able to determine what's within your control and come up with an action plan and then set a timeline within which you evaluate. Uh, and then if it's something out of your control, then communicate. Find someone you trust and get the support. Sometimes the support could be within, from your PM, from your mentor. Sometimes the support could be without. And most of the time we find that organizations have a support system. You could reach out to a counselor out of the organization who could give you a different perspective around an issue. Sometimes the support could come from family and the support structure that you've surrounded yourself in. Uh, in a particular case where a staff member reached out and you know, they mentioned that the balance uh, you know, between work, study, other things that were required out of the workplace was becoming very difficult. And you know, we had a chance to see how they can get supported. Thereafter, when I went back and found out if they needed more support or to discuss, they told me that they had discussed this with their family and their family had helped them see another perspective and had helped them cope with the situation. So you need to appreciate if a situation is out of your control, then you must know when to reach out for help. The other things that we can do to manage stressors both in and out of the workplace is number one, establish healthy alternatives. As opposed to fighting stressors within and without the workplace with food or you no know, too much alcohol, you can take up an exercise uh, regimen. One of the things that I do very loyally, almost on a daily basis, is take a lunchtime walk. I take my lunchtime walk very seriously. And you know, as a person who has responsibilities both at the workplace, at home, that walk usually happens to be probably the only time that I'll spend alone in that day. And it gives me time to reflect on know how, how how my day has been, other things that I want to think about, uh, plan ahead, and I find it very rejuvenating. Uh, some organizations have even come up with work groups. ANK in Kenya, for example, has come up with a group that is preparing for a marathon, and I have seen the testimonials from that group, and I actually saw someone go through a difficult period, and they you know they, they they mentioned that that has been one of the ways that they recharge and just find time for themselves and when you adopt healthy alternatives like exercising you also become more fit and when you're more fit you're more confident and you're happier you're able to deal with challenges better the other thing that we need to do is establish boundaries and i want to be very careful with this one of course, we know that we work in fast-paced environments, we work in demanding environments, but we do need to 
you know, create some boundaries. See if you can take some time off, uh, just, you know, a, a few minutes, a few hours off your phone. I realized, uh, for example, even where you keep your work devices at night can be very destructive, you know, if you decide that you're not going to go with some work devices to certain rooms in your house, it helps or, you know, turn off some sounds. For example, I have a phone that, that will usually have a certain sound when an email comes and there's always that urge uh, wherever I am to have a look. You know, deactivate those for a while and just take some time uh, to, to, to do other things within reason. As I mentioned, sometimes you will be required you know, to look at those emails consistently, to put in some extra hours, but it should not be your everyday living. Take some time to recharge. Every organization that I know of has a provision for annual leave. And remember we spoke about sometimes work being seasonal, and sometimes it is not. But I have not found any single person that is completely unable to take some form of leave. And it could be that given the responsibilities you hold, that even during your leave period, uh, you know, you could be required to do a thing or two. But out of that entire period, when you take time off to recharge, ensure you have handed over properly, you have communicated to people in advance, and just take some time to recharge so that you can come back mentally healthy. Then again, get support. When you establish that, especially the stressors at the workplace, in and out of the workplace, are beyond you, beyond your control. You need a helping hand. It is okay to ask for support. Support can come in the form of a friend, can come in the form of a colleague, can come in the form of a performance manager, in the form of a mentor, in the form of a family member. It can also be a counselor. Sometimes uh, we don't want to open up uh, too much details of our lives to people who are known to us, and it helps to find someone out there who you can talk to and who you feel is not going to judge you. And finally, and most importantly, you must communicate. If you are going through a stressor that is affecting you in a significant way that ends up finding its way into the workplace, remember one of the three things we said is things that happen out of the workplace that come into the workplace and affect how you work, how you deliver. You need to make sure that somebody within the workplace knows what you're going through so that it's not assumed that you're just taking things for granted. And a disclaimer on this, you must find somebody that you trust. Again, you don't want to, you know, air all your business. You know, I'm having financial challenges. I'm having relationship issues with uh, my spouse. This balance is just not working for me. You need to find somebody that you trust. And more often than not, in an organization with more than five people, there could be someone you relate to better than others. It is important for you to mention, and especially if you know that this is affecting your work, the way you deliver, uh, when you come in and out of work, you need to make sure that you communicate and someone knows what you're going through. So you are not alone and you should feel confident enough to reach out for help when you need it. If you're a performance manager or in a position of leadership, how do you help your teams uh, in the workplace go through stressors? The first thing 
is you need to get to a level of comfort with your team where you can be vulnerable and you can be open and honest you know when when they share these things you know i'm going through uh this balance or i'm just having a challenge in i think the working relationship between me and person x is difficult you can share your own situation because everyone regardless of the level has has been in a position where uh they got stressed by something how did you handle it how did you handle it and you need to be able to have regular check-ins with the people you work with and in this era of remote working get your people to turn on their cameras once in a while you need to see remember the behaviors we discussed about in the mental health continuum if you don't see a person it's likely that you will not know what they are going through so it doesn't have to be all the time but make sure that at least once in a while you're able to see the person then deal with issues that are brought to your attention especially that are causing stress at the workplace promptly if i come to you and you know raise the issue of my workload or i can't take leave you must be as a performance manager be able to raise and address these issues promptly as a as a manager and as a leader you must be able to lead by example you must be the role model for those behaviors that you preach if it's taking time uh, for yourself to be with family take some leave you must be able to do that because more often than not i find that uh people in a position of management will sometimes take care of everybody else and forget themselves you must be that role model if you want the team to take some time off if you need them to take some breaks then you must be able to model that then they will understand and and and, and learn from you that it is okay to do this the other thing that i want to mention is offering flexibility especially in transition points um you do need to cultivate such a uh, good relationships with uh, with your team that you're able to appreciate the point they are in in their life and sometimes certain transition points require that people uh, you know take some time off or are given a level of flexibility it could be that as a team you have had a very uh, long rough year and it's not been possible for people to take breaks you have required people to uh put in the hours but when that season ends you must find a way to give people that flexibility and say you know i when i look at the outlook in the next one two months i think we can have uh, a bit of flexibility can we plan can someone take leave can we have you no know, can you can work flexibly let them appreciate that uh, that that they can they can request for that flexibility and that you're open to consider it and then sometimes the team members will share with the team leaders the challenges especially when they are going through t- uh, transition points and the other team members don't understand what is happening and they tend to think that there's just this one particular team member that is being favored you need to explain without going into too much detail of course with the permission of the person who needs some flexibility explain to the team so that the team can also be patient with each other at such points then the other issue is communicate as a manager and as a leader you must communicate many at times even more than you need to communicate make sure you're clarifying expectations make sure you're you know uh, telling people what is a priority you're clearing any ambiguity because remember 
when uh, people are not clear and there's uncertainty, then they become anxious and you don't want to get there as a leader. Now, should you identify an issue, be it that you're the leader or be it that you have identified an issue with your colleague or your peer, you need to set some time aside. And it needs to be somebody you're comfortable with. Or if you identify an issue with someone and you're not the person they are comfortable with, find someone else who they are comfortable with and share your your your, your concerns. You know? I've been interacting with Caroline and uh, I have noticed, or we have been working together on Engagement X, and I've noticed you know, she's she's been delivering very well in the past months. But in the last two months, I think there's an issue. I'm not able to reach her on phone. My deliverables are, 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 are not getting to me on time and the quality is not good. The other day I met her at the office. Uh, you know, she, she was leaving at 9 p.m. looking very tired. Is she okay? Well, just ask. Ask that question to the person they trust. And let that person, what the person should do is set aside some time and also try and monitor you know what has been raised and find a way to have that chat with Caroline. No, Caroline, I, I mean, it's long since we caught up or I just wanted us to have lunch. Are you okay? You know, more or less if we are free, they, they, might, they might disclose something or they might not. Don't try and diagnose and say, Caroline, I think. But I mean, it depends on the relationship you have with a person. You might know someone so well and you've broken eyes so well that they can ask, no, is, is everything okay with you? Is there something I need to sh- you need to share with me? But be very careful that you're not diagnosing the situation too quickly and don't second-guess their feelings and uh, trivialize their feelings because at that point, that is important to them. When you're having a chat with them, have very open-ended questions. You know? uh, you know, what is it that you're going through? Um, having a hard time. Uh, my 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 career. I feel like I'm stuck in a rut, and I have tried to reach out to my supervisor, and you know uh, this is what is happening, and um, I'm just feeling stressed. So ask open-ended questions. How does that make you feel? When you ask those kind of questions, and the person is able to go on and on, and sometimes you don't necessarily. Uh, have to agree with what they are saying. Listen carefully. It could be that in that particular situation, you feel there's a thing or two they could have done differently, but at that point, they need a listening ear. And they need to see that you have respect for their feelings. You have listened. You can share your perspective thereafter, but first, listen to them. And, and, and you know, talk about uh, well-being and the things that they can do to distress and try and unravel that situation with them and if you do realize that it's a situation that you cannot handle and it's a situation that needs external support then offer them help in seeking that support that they need to find a solution to the issue that could be troubling them and if you're looking to offer that help and to support them in seeking that help it is good that you have a discussion with them and seek their consent before you're, you know, you're offering um, to help or to discuss with this person who can help, seek their consent. However, there's a disclaimer here uh, because I, I did see a situation where a person was you know, visibly, uh, visibly depressed and they did not want uh, that issue to 
get out there at the workplace are there you need to find a way to ensure that you get them support whether it's within or without and if you decide uh, you know if it's a life threatening thing then sometimes unfortunately even without their consent you may need to get them some help either through family or other people who are close to them so that the situation does not deteriorate so the things that i want you to remember is number 1 do not suffer in silence surely there must be somebody you can talk to either within the workplace or outside it could be a professional mental health is not a binary state you're not either mentally healthy or unhealthy uh it is a continuum and we must learn to continuously assess where we fall in this continuum i want to appreciate elena academy for providing me with an opportunity to discuss this very important topic i also want to appreciate andrew jaling from the people and culture team who has supported me greatly as i prepared for this please in case you have any questions do not hesitate to send an email to info@alnacademy.org thank you